The R Word, my weekly market review, June 26, 2022. The R Word rhetoric got stepped up last week. In between increasingly tiresome inflation anecdotes that seem to pop up everywhere from social media to groups of smokers in front of New York City bars, the hot topic has been the recession. In today's report, I'm going to dig a little deeper into what a recession is, what it isn't, how to recognize one, and why it just may be not the stock market catastrophe that it is usually portrayed as. Given the previous week's carnage and a pretty news-deficient long weekend, a bounce back from oversold conditions on Tuesday was completely unsurprising. There even seemed to be some evidence of a bit of old-school BTFG. Remember when that was a thing? The three keys to a bottom, peak Fed hawkishness, peak inflation, and declining geopolitical risk, remain in effect, and none have yet been fully triggered. Although we can start to see some improvement in the first two, as the Fed's favoured measure of what we would call what it would call true inflation, the Personal Consumption Expenditures Index, comes out this week. Uh, a benign reading would indicate that inflation could be peaking, potentially reducing the need for such a hawkish stance from the Fed, and would cheer Wall Street. But if it's more of the same, skyrocketing inflation for at least another month with no end in sight, if that is indicated look out below. Fed Chair Jerome Powell, talking to Congress, continued to stress that he believes that the economy can handle higher interest rates. However, he also admitted in response to Senator Elizabeth Warren's questioning that higher interest rates are not going to do anything to help with lower food and energy prices. Finally, someone actually came out and said what we've all known for months. Powell said that while it was possible that the Fed could help orchestrate a soft economic landing and avoid a recession, it was important to understand that recession is certainly a possibility. Frankly, the events around the world over recent months make it, the soft landing, harder. He was clearly referring to the war in Ukraine and lockdowns in China that are exacerbating food and energy inflation and all the world's supply chain problems. Markets didn't respond well to all this long overdue honesty and unexpectedly frank assessment. And what was shaping to be quite a nice follow-up to Tuesday's bounce began to fizzle fast as Powell's words were digested and Wednesday ended up in the red after a late collapse. Later in the week, however, we saw a quite meaningful rally in stock prices as oversold conditions proved too tempting to ignore while the financial news wires were generally quiet, and we began to see, mostly stock market positive, the effects of both index and portfolio rebalancing, as well as window dressing, see financial term of the week in my report, in advance of the upcoming end of the second quarter. It also didn't hurt that on Friday, the US Federal Reserve released a report showing that all major US banks had passed its stress-testing comprehensive capital analysis and review, which is welcome news for the market with recession on everybody's mind. So let's turn to the R word. Broadly speaking, a recession is popularly defined as two consecutive quarters of negative GDP growth as determined by the National Bureau of Economic Research, NBER. Although technically there are other factors that may be taken into account in determining if a recession has officially occurred.
the point here is that it's very much a backward-looking endeavor that's mainly aimed at economic historians years from now and posterity in general. It's not intended for present-day consumption or decision-making and certainly has no predictive qualities whatsoever. Recessions are often identified by NBER as having been in place long after the real slowdown in the economy has ended and the recovery is, in fact, already underway. Frankly, the only way to really know we are in a recession in real time is anecdotal. Friends and family members start getting laid off or having a difficult time of it at work. You see abandoned construction sites in your town, stores close. Yes, there are a few stats that can indicate a concurrent recession, such as the purchasing managers' indexes falling below 50, unemployment numbers starting to spike. But it's remarkably tricky to know if we are currently experiencing one. I know that Cardi B is breathlessly waiting for an official recession announcement at some Treasury press conference or other, but that just isn't going to happen. If we are currently in a recession today, we'll probably find out for sure about it towards the end of the year, by which time we may well no longer be in recession. So what you potentially have is an extremely forward-looking animal, the stock market, colliding with a very backward-looking one, an official recession declaration. And that can often mean that the damage and pain can be mostly over by the time we know for sure what the reason for it is. The stock market may well be looking beyond the recession very soon. And that is why we need to focus on what is stirring beneath the surface of the market in terms of broad supply and demand, rather than reacting to real-time events when it comes to figuring out when the skies are beginning to clear. And you'll find that in my under the hood section every week in this report. When looked at in this context, recessions aren't always the stock killers they may seem. Thomas A. Seven's report ran the numbers which showed a surprising outcome. Using periods beginning six months before the official recession start dates and ending six months after the official recession end dates, he found that of the eight official recessions since 1969, five of them saw pretty meaningful S&P 500 price increases over those time periods, moving higher on average by a very healthy 14%. It should be said that the other three 1970s stagflation, the dot-com crash of 2001, and the late 2000s financial crisis, did indeed inflict long-lasting and intense damage to stock markets. But the assumption that a recession and a hefty stock market crash inevitably march hand-in-hand in in simultaneous lockstep is simply not borne out by the data. Summing up, while recession is a major buzzword right now, don't let it significantly scare you. Recessions themselves are arbitrary designations and the economy slows well ahead of them and the market declines tend to occur a long time before they are declared. By the time an economy is deemed to be in recession, stocks can already have bottomed out and are looking towards recovery. What matters far more than whether a recession exists or not is its duration once it has been determined that it is in place. The three bad ones each lasted for a long time and proved far more destructive than the other shorter ones. A short recession, even if it's intense, is going to hurt far less than a long drawn out affair that may never reach the level of intensity, but drags on and on.